happy Monday, and thanks for starting the week with us here on the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And if you listen closely, folks, you'll hear a familiar noise. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. <laughs> I don't know if I can live with that music. I think everybody hums along when they're, when they're playing. <laughs> I think good. people stand at attention and salute, yeah. but I'm not, I don't have any real strong evidence of that. They 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 tilt they tilt their helmets back. So, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, Billy, thanks for being back on the show. Uh, it's been been a while, but we've we've had a lot of adventure in between, and uh, now you're you're sitting in a swamp in in uh, somewhere in uh, I guess near. It looks like the Malibu Hills. I don't know where that. Probably near, I near Santa Monica, I would think. Think it was yes, somewhere. Yeah, I I think you're you're not far from that. Uh, from from being wrong, um, yeah, de- to say that it was in Malibu, I think it might have been in Malibu. Yeah, the, the mountains in the background look, look yeah. like Malibu to me. Um, and you're sitting with, uh, I guess, there's a pile of dry ice underneath you to get all those nice clouds. That's right. So, uh, do you remember that day? I mean, was it a? <laughs> I do it- remember. I remember that day very well. And I thought, for some reason, I thought I gotta. It's really important that I go running around before I get down in the mud, so that I can be out of breath. And <laughs> and uh, I just. <laughs> I just kept saying that to the to the ads, uh, uh, Betsy Magruder and and Michelle Vanitas. I was, I was like, you know, you, let me know when you guys are near ready. You know, like like two minutes from being ready, and I'm gonna run up this hill and then run back down and get in the water. And they just looked at me like, okay, let's. Uh, when you get a, another film or two under your belt, then you'll. It's called you'll, it's called acting. Kid. You'll yeah. stop with the nonsense. Yeah. So uh, that didn't quite work out. The other thing I remember is that. I had this stuff in my hair that we've been putting in my hair called molding mud or something. And, um, of course, they were wetting down my head, and the stuff ran into my eye, and it actually burned my burned my eye. Wow. Uh, I didn't feel it so much on the day, but the morning after, I woke up, and my eye was all red, and I, I it was a good thing I didn't work that day. Wow. Um, yeah. And then it cleared up really quickly, but that's the uh, that's the other thing I remember about it. Really? Did so they... Jennifer Connelly in the South Seas Club dealing with her little sty, and then you with the That's mold, right. molding mud. That's Just right. A, mm. An ophthalmic nightmare down there. <laughs> so, I have to ask you that. The classic ophthalmic nightmare, I guess. Is that, is that actual mud, or is that makeup mud? Or, what are... What are they using on on you for your uh, your little goatee? Uh, that's kind of makeup mud. They um, that's they have stuff that they mix up. I think with uh, something they call Fuller's Earth, right. which is a non carcinogenic um, stuff that they. It's a non carcinogenic dirt that they use. <laughs> Uh, to you know, so that they can make money off the movie business, um, and uh, yeah, they just mix it up with water and stick it on there. So no, but, nobody, uh, nobody reached down into the pond and slapped mud <laughs> on my face. But it looks like it's going right up your nose. That's yeah, that can't be super comfortable. No. Again, I mean the glamour of show business and all, but yeah. still. And I guess this was this was your a your a helmet. I mean the close-ups helmet. It looked. Mm. Uh, 
I think so. Was it heavy? How, how, how did it feel when you had it on? No, you know, the helmet was not all that heavy. It was uh, kind of sort of a fiberglass affair, I think. Um, it was really pretty comfortable once they got the, you know, the stuff inside of it figured out. I, I remember in the beginning there, were, uh, there wasn't enough um, padding in there. And um, uh, I needed it, you know, a little more tight around my head, and uh, which it was it was funny. We had to, you know, sort of um, figure it out as we went along because I have an enormous melon. Uh, my head is two feet in circumference, um, exactly twenty four inches yeah. in <laughs> circumference, and so it, it was sort of a balancing act. But once they got it figured out, and and we we got the right amount of padding in there, it was it was actually quite comfortable. Uh, we we've had people on who are uh, rocketeer. Um, well, the finheads, as, as we call, them, as they're call, they call themselves, uh, who, who build props, and they said one of the problems with the um, uh, Disney. Well, Hal would know more about this than I do, but uh, Disney made like some kind of a master uh, a version of this, a uh, replica. Mm. And uh, the the thing that the, the constant complaint was that the fin is very heavy, and it kind of makes your head tilt backwards as you're hmm. as you're wearing it. But I guess this was a lightweight, a lightweight fin that you had. Yeah, you know, this was but, pretty lightweight. If you hear me uh, ever sort of fading in and out while we do these podcasts, that is because the weight of the fin is tilting my head back away, <laughs> away from the microphone. So, but otherwise, the obviously the audio quality is quite good. Yeah, it's quite yeah. comfortable. Um, but it's I, I keep looking at uh, Alan walking back and forth, and I just try to. I, I guess they had to keep it. They they did all the dry stuff uh, as early as possible. Oh sure, yeah. go march into the march into the swamp. Yeah, and uh, oh gosh. I, I, I you know, between getting getting slapped with the uh, the piano wire out on the out of the runway and then marching through the swamp, this wasn't wasn't a lot of fun for him. He had a great time. I think he had a great time. I'm, I, I think the one the one time I ever saw Alan anything less than perfectly sort of jovial was uh, yeah when he when he got slapped in the leg with the with the uh, cable. But even then. He was really, you know, remarkably low-key about it. I mean, I've known people that would just go off like a rocket and and, uh, scream and yell, but uh, not, not Mr. Arkin. He's a he's a gentle soul. Um, we we were talking about this offline, but uh, at the time, Alan Arkin is your age now, so yeah, you you can really play the PV role in this new <laughs> the new Rocketeer. You'd be just just right for being Gee, the mentor. Thanks a lot. And, <laughs> thanks a lot, Jim. Well, if you could, uh, yeah. I, hey, if you if you could if you can fit into Alan Arkin's shoes, that's that's not a bad that's <laughs> no, not a bad deal. In this no, case. it's true. It's um, true. I, on the other hand, think Billy looks young enough to still play uh, a thirty year old. So I don't there know what you, where you're coming there you from, go. Jim. Aww. Just a, a quick shave and you're ready to roll. So, <laughs> yeah. But you do get to. I keep thinking, how how often did you have to get wet down to do? Because you're you're basically they're soggy and dripping by the. Yeah, this this was the kind of thing where you know once I was in there to shoot, uh, then they just uh, whacked off two or three of them uh, in in the same go. I just stayed, you know. I mean, as soon as I Damn. got up, and, as soon as I got up, and he sort of leads me away then you know i actually it's as soon as i get up they cut um and then i would just sit back down again and we'd uh, and alan would go out i guess and maybe get a new thing on maybe they had 
two or three suits for Alan. So he would make a quick change and I would keep sitting in the mud and the guys with the dry ice would come in with a little more dry ice and somebody would come and squirt my head with a little more water and a little more mud. And then they would get cranked up and Alan would come in again. So I think we did it two or three times. Okay. That, uh, was that whole shot a, a day, two days? How how, how long? No, was no, no, no. That was just a, a part of a day. Okay, wow. It was just a part of a day. I mean, there were, there was, I mean, we, I can't remember exactly how many pages a day we shot, but, you know, it was, it was a, it wasn't a leisurely schedule. It certainly wasn't TV, you know, where you shoot 10 pages a day or more, but it wasn't, uh, it was not leisurely. No. Oh, and your poor jodhpur is getting soaked like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been around the Malibu Hills, and uh, one thing that I keep thinking about, and this is you were really lucky with no rattlesnakes because that, that place is just infested. It, it, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of snakes. I have lived, I have a house in Pacific Palisades uh, down at the... Um, in the middle of uh, Chautauqua Boulevard. So I, I go running up in the Will Rogers uh, Park. Oh, sure, yeah. I have been doing that since 1984, roughly. And um, in my years of running up and down those hills, uh, I have uh, run into maybe on five or six different occasions uh, a rattlesnake. Um, and generally speaking, it's it's pretty hairy because, and I learned this lesson, uh, because the trail up is up the spine of the hills. So the trail is very narrow and in places uh, it's quite steep and it, it also drops off uh, precipitously on, on either side of the trail. So there's really nowhere to be except on the trail. And when you're coming down at any kind of speed, uh, what I realized, and, and then somebody told me after this had happened to me, if you come across a rattlesnake, which would be sunning itself across the little strip of trail because uh, that's the only place that the sun hits directly that you should not attempt to stop. You should just hop over it Um, because if it's lying flat on the ground, it, it can't really, and it's not really interested in striking you. But uh, I hadn't uh, realized this and I had my first encounter uh, and was coming down. I used to run those hills uh, up and down, uh, go as fast as I could. It was a really, really good workout. But I'd be running down, or, you know, not quite running, but coming at speed down. And there was the biggest, fattest rattlesnake you've ever seen in your life. I mean, it looked like a like a misshapen lead pipe. It was enormous uh, lying across the trail. And I put on the brakes. And the reason you're not supposed to put on the brakes is because there's all sorts of loose gravel up there. And you lose your footing, as I did. And... I went down and started sliding toward the thing. Of course, of course, I'm I'm backpedaling, which is shooting all these stones at the snake, and so the thing coils up and rears up uh, to 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 bite me. And uh, you know, I mean, I I I didn't I wasn't any closer to it than maybe a, a meter or meter and a half or something, but it still scared the hell out of me. And that snake would not let me pass. I, I, I couldn't go any other way. I mean, if I'd gone back the way I came, it, w- it would have been like another hour and a half before I got home. Uh, and here I was five minutes away from the house. And uh, <laughs> and so I eventually, I had to take a long stick and prod it off the trail. Sorry, we're way in the weeds on this anyway. But no, I, tell you, no, I had to prod the snake off the trail. And then I waited thinking I couldn't see it anymore. I figured it's going to slip down over the hill and go away. I waited there 
for I don't know most of a minute, and uh, and then I raised my hand to to wipe some sweat from my my nose, and I heard, <laughs> and it was just in the bush watching me, right? I couldn't even see it, but it was watching me the whole time. So I I threw stones at it and made it disappear. But I mean, yes, snakes, plenty of them. And yeah. uh, don't, uh, if you're on that particular trail, listeners, uh, don't try to stop if the snake is stretched out over the trail. Just leap and uh, leap and be gone. Safety tip from the Rocketeer. There yes, exactly. <laughs> now, these uh, hills, the Malibu Hills out there, um, is, uh, isn't that where the uh, set of MASH uh, was and maybe yeah. still is yeah, located. The, the, fo- the Fox Ranch and all yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, cause over those hillsides, I can picture that Bell 47 coming in over and the, you know, attention all personnel and coming wounded and all that yeah. stuff. So well, yeah, that's, oh. that's pretty much the same, same spot. And, uh, and Walton's Mountain is out there too, even though it's set that's in the right. they, set not far there. from my, actually yeah. in my hometown of, uh, or just outside of my hometown in Virginia, Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah. They would yeah. go to Charlottesville every once in a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you know, Jim, we uh, we have to point out that uh, uh, the guest in our last episode, uh, uh, excuse me, Stefano Paris, uh, a real world uh, jetpack builder and uh, and test pilot with uh, Jetpack Aviation, you know this uh, this is his uh, I think his all time favorite minute is minute forty six, and it's just because of that. that line Billy has uh, when, uh, when Alan helps pry the helmet off. Uh, of him. You know, that line is one of the, it, it may be the only time in the entire, per, during the entire production that Joe Johnston actually told me how to say something. And it, yeah, he kept telling really? me, I want you to say, I like it. And and, and 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 I was like, okay, all right, Joe. I, I you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I have no qualms about anybody giving me a line reading, but but he kept on as if he was worried that I hadn't, uh, you know, heard him or something. And I'm like, I, okay, all right, I'll I'll say it the way you want. <laughs> and uh, and uh, <clears throat> note to Jim when you're editing, snip out the "I like it" uh, bit that Billy just said, and we can use that for our reviews. <laughs> uh, and we could we could play that into the ground. <laughs> An official endorsement really there. About, yeah, no, no, that's good. No, that sounds good. And yeah, this is that is kind of like the catchphrase of the movie. I mean, it was it was used in the trailer. Mm. I remember mm. that the, the the trailer ha- had it in it, and it it is it just it just underlines. It really puts a button on <laughs> on the Rocketeer's yeah. attitude toward, yeah. toward his X three. Right. Yeah, it's great because um, PV is you know is concerned and running up to him and wants to get a, the helmet off right away. And you know he's expecting uh, expecting Cliff to be hurt, but instead yeah he had all this mayhem with the clotheslines right. and the and the cornfield. Yep, you got and, that big and, uh, blade of long grass tucked in the top of the uh, top of the jacket. Um, <laughs> I, I have seen I've seen an airplane or two uh, come back with uh, things like that in the wheels, but uh, we don't need to say anything more <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you get the deposit yes, back, it's okay. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, this is this is just such a such mm. a fantastic minute, and uh, and your your look that you you really you, you just promote the whole thing where you can you tell uh, you tell PV he can fix it. yes <laughs> he can fix anything. Yeah. That that eagerness comes comes through really great. Yeah. And I think you win the you win the audience with the, with this minute that that excitement. Everybody else gets excited watching this. Thing. Yeah. You know, how, after you saw all this mayhem going on uh, in the past. The past five minutes or so, just 
<sighs> great, great stuff. Yeah. There's a, a nice little bit of exposition in here too that's tucked in with PV explaining about the uh, the fin being a rudder. If you want to look around, you use your eyeballs. You turn your head. You change course. You know, we don't really. To be honest, we don't really see that sort of bearing out uh, in the movie. We don't see it sort of obviously turning the head and, and no. steering and things like that. Yeah. But it's a, um, but it does explain, you know, explains a bit more about the the fade yeah. design of the helmet and all that. Yeah, and why there is a helmet and all that. Right. Yeah. Really nice touch. Yeah. 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 Although it it wouldn't have explained uh, why when uh, when Cliff turns toward the toward the tri motor to salute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, wouldn't he like ram himself into the fuselage? <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> I hadn't thought that, of that. I, back, I know we passed that minute, but back when they were doing the uh, the trimotor stuff, was that you doing the salute, or was it a? Were they shooting that with somebody separate? On the I think that's a puppet. Really, yeah, the the th- the up close one where you where you're like saluting and falling out of the. Sky? Is there a close okay. up in that? Yeah. One? Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of the the puppet used around that scene, but boy, I would sure think that was uh, that was you or somebody on a wire because there's a there's a pretty good hero close up with a salute, and then you see the hand and you know, either inadvertently mash the button or maybe let go yeah. of the button. Yeah. I I don't I'm, I'm we'll fuzzy to, we'll on that. We'll have to review minute forty three yeah. with you or for yeah forty three, and uh, and we'll we'll or no I'm sorry forty four was that minute but we'll review with that offline and come back <laughs> come back with with a later update. Yes. Um, yes, and you will be on you'll be you'll be on future episodes so that's right. good. When uh, we release episode forty three B of our podcast, yeah. I was trying to figure out we we had talked about how plot had had kind of developed with. Uh, uh, Alan coming up with Flora Maxwell and stuff and mm-hmm. adding things in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, uh, you you steer, I'll push. This was very early on in the in the script. Had, had, was it added later, or did did, the, did any of this stuff come up organically while you were shooting? No, I mean, no. I think that was uh, scripted. Uh, the you steer okay. and I'll push thing. And the only thing I really remember about it is that. Uh, I thought they should have. I thought they should have that the that the you know the, the the truck should have started up a bit more slowly because of course it wouldn't have just taken off like that. It would have crushed me into the back of the cab. But uh, but I I think maybe it was not. I raised that possibility. Seems to me, and I I think it was just not uh, feasible because of you had to. It was a change of speed in the in the film yeah they undercrank the camera yeah, I think a bit so they would have had to undercrank in the middle of the shot and it wasn't possible or something like that i'm, I'm not sure oh, I, this is this is out of order of minutes but uh hal and i both had this question in the program in the official hmm. program to the rocketeer there is a mention of a scene that we haven't we have never seen before but we were wondering if it has been filmed before you go to the south seas club uh, you seem to land at Grauman's Chinese Theater and land your land your feet yeah. into the sidewalk. And it happens to be yeah. wet cement. That's right. Was, no, that wasn't was that shot. shot. That came. That uh, I was sad for that. We we, we uh, that was was uh, was never filmed. It it dropped out of the script, and I I don't remember why. I do remember I was disappointed, and I do remember I said something about it. But and there was an explanation, but I I just don't I don't recall what it was. Um, now there is a a traveling shot where you see you going uh, yeah, flying over yeah. Grauman's Chinese, but you know I have to think uh, just for the pacing of it, you know I would have been maybe scratching my head a little bit and saying, wait, he's on his way to save the girl. Why, uh, you know, why are you stopping here? Mm-hmm. And 
I, I just I wonder if that would have made it uh, would have made it stumble. maybe that was the maybe but, that uh, was the deal maybe that was the deal um, but uh, could have been that could have been uh, just scheduling too too many things to shoot sure. and not enough time yeah just uh, tell us tell the story that's I mean that that's the ultimate here is that you know if it's detracting from from things and, yeah. it's, and it's costing money yeah. why why bother yeah. doing it I don't get the feeling there was much cut I mean. I, Joe's shot was was necessary, and I don't think there was a lot of extra no. Stuff I don't. That was left I, I on don't the, either. On the cutting room floor. I don't either. So, yeah. uh, no, no alternate no. endings or anything, no. <laughs> things like that. So, it, gosh, that's a that's a great truck, by the way. I really enjoy looking at uh, having having owned a not, not a Model T, but having owned a small Ford Ford truck. It's it's a, it's a great workhorse, and just yeah. being being able to be around it must have been something. Yeah, it was. I I really love those old uh, Model Ts, Model As. Um, my mom used to. Uh, my mom had a, was it a Model A? I think it was a Model A for a long time. Wow. And she loved it. She used to drive it to antique shows and stuff. Wow. I have, uh, I have friends in, uh, in Northern Virginia who, who do antique stuff. And it, it's funny what a, what a subculture that is. Oh, they, yeah. They have, they have their whole, you know, there's a little fleet of cars that will show up to different car shows. Oh, and yeah. Things and, um, it, I, I could see getting involved and getting a little too involved with the thing, so I try to stay away. But there, it, it's good to admire from afar. It is one of those things um, you do try to keep at arm's length. We were we were into vintage British cars for quite a while and did a lot of car shows, and I used to judge at uh, uh, at Jaguar uh, Concours d'Elegance uh, in Seattle. And it's it's a tremendous amount of fun, but like anything else, it's uh, you know you can blink and then suddenly you know where did all my evenings and weekends go? It's kind of like podcasting in that regard, except uh, you don't get to share it uh, with as many people as we do. I worked. I worked with a fellow who was involved in rail cars. They're they're short cars that fit on a railroad track, and he and a group of other what they were used for was railroad inspections. And uh, these were these were popular in like the '30s, '40s, '50s, and so on. And uh, there's a whole group of people. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people who own these rail cars and have little caravans where they. They lease a section of track. They'll go on you know, Conrail or whatever, really? and they will they will follow each other up into the mountains. And you know, and they'll say we're going from uh, Hagerstown, Maryland, to Cleveland, and they, they go. And there's like a string of all these, you know, like like forty or fifty cars That's in a row. Crazy. Wow. And, now these uh, aren't the uh, the sort of the trope of the movies of the '40s and '50s where you've got you've got the uh, sort of seesaw kind of pump thing and you've got one person oh, yeah, on no, each no, side. Yeah, and not, they're not yeah, powering not this by yeah. hand. No, no, no. To... This is a little. They're like little. If you could picture the front half of that uh, that Model T oh, truck, sure. imagine that with uh, railroad wheels and and a small engine, and they basically just chug along <laughs> and you know rails usually take you through nicer nicer parts right. of the world you can go over bridges and things like that but uh it's it's a, ver- a rather expensive and uh but fun hobby i mean everybody's everybody's got their own thing to do so um I mean, I've, I've heard tell of people that that travel on old ships around the world so it's, yeah it's one of those... yeah that's true big sailing ships yeah uh, yeah, yeah my my son used to uh he went to a school in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, and he was on the crew of the uh, brig Niagara, which you know, don't give up the ship thing. Sure. And uh, he he worked on he did he did some volunteer work on on that ship, and uh, you know I could see quite easily getting involved in like you. Oh yeah. <laughs> just having you take up your whole life. It's a whole it's a whole thing, and I'm frankly, if I hadn't, uh, uh, you know, got a a wife and kid and and a job like i do i i would still be out there yeah yeah you get that get that hornblower thing going <laughs> it's just um 
I, uh, we, I think we, we wore out the, the DVD to Master and Commander. My oh, watched it so many times. It's one up. of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Not enough to get hold fast written on your uh, on your fingers, but you know. <laughs> it, <laughs> Not, not too good for the film career, but uh, anyway, this is, this has been a great movie. We're we're watching uh, Eddie Valentine's boys coming up the hill, and they're they're getting ready for their little uh, their little trip. That's right. Uh, to chase him, so we'll see how how it goes zero to sixty. Yeah, exciting exciting times ahead to, to see how they're going to get out of this this new predicament. Yeah. But anyway, this has been a this has been a great another great minute, a great start to our week. We've got some more things going on uh, coming up with uh, back at back at the uh, the events of uh, sixteen thirty five Palm Terrace later this week. So we'll be uh, we'll be <laughs> seeing more going on at PV and uh, Cliff's house in a little while. But uh, Billy, thanks again for joining us here. Well, boys, uh, I look forward to the next time. I, it's a, it's really it's just a hoot for me. It's a hoot. Well, I I, I appreciate that very much, Same and here. and. Being able to have have time to do this, I know you're working on the, on the new season of uh, of Cardinal. Yeah, just uh, in fact, getting started here tomorrow. Uh, Which wow. uh, by the time uh, this one airs, uh, well, and actually by uh, in previous episodes even, but as we're recording this, we're just a few days away from uh, from its release here in the U.S. on Hulu. Ah, uh, okay, okay, so, yeah. So old news by the time you hear this, but uh, but it's fresh while I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it it is a great series. I've I've watched it less well slightly illegally, and um, it, it's it's great. The thing that I love about the new formats of of streaming and binge watching and stuff mm. like that is, it has the quality of a movie, but it gives you length to tell yeah. enough of a story. Yeah. I mean, this is that was six episodes. I think yeah. was the first season. So you know you can you can tell this very elaborate story, yeah. and get involved with the characters and stuff. And and the, the folks you've got working on that production, it is it, it's a movie. Just yeah. just watching watching yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, the television format is, it really is a, a much more uh, kind of uh, conducive to uh, uh, storytelling than the, than the feature film format. Because, um, uh, you know, you, you, you need that time. You need that, uh, that depth to, to do things. I think uh, film is good for what would be, you know, sort of the uh, literary equivalent of a, of a short story. Yeah, uh, or something, but uh, but TV series, man, that's that's really where it's at. Yeah, I mean, you get three, you know, three hundred minutes to tell to tell that story, a book length story there. And yeah. uh, as we were saying before, you are doing you're doing the third book now in the Cardinal series for your second season. That's right. So uh, it just it just keeps going. Well, we'll find out more about the further adventures of, of your, uh, yes. your detective. <laughs> yes, uh, I can't wait to dive in. All know, right, legally, well, as uh, they say. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go learn my lines. Okay. Well, th- thanks again for being on, and we look forward to the show. Uh, for folks wanting to talk with uh, talk with us some more, you can reach us on a bunch of different social media. Uh, of course, on uh, Twitter, Rocketeer Minute. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute, and the big site rocketeerminute.com, where every single episode is available for your perusal and an ability to purchase uh, the Rocketeer on Blu-ray or whatever streaming, whatever you're using uh, from Amazon. They'll, they'll be happy to take your money so uh check on the site rocketeerminute.com also uh please if you are around itunes or uh google play and you haven't subscribed go out there type in rocketeer minute subscribe leave us a review a nice review would be wonderful so other people can find out about this great show and tell them billy was on the show and he's going to be on again so that would help so tell them billy yeah that's right (laughs) so join us here tomorrow and we'll have another great episode of the rocketeer minute so until next time over and out Thank you, boys. Over and out. <laughs>
Ehrenkirche.